Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Root podcast. My name is Jess Bubico, and I am your host for this show. I believe in a world where the woo is no longer taboo and your weird is your greatest wisdom. It's here on this show that we'll talk about all things intuition, human design, energy, and beyond, and we'll ground them down to earth in a really practical way so you can start to move through your life in alignment with your intuition, step fully into your own self-leadership, and feeling expanded in all areas of your life. You can learn more about Love Your Woo by heading over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as heading over to Instagram and finding us at Love Your Woo. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Love Your Woo podcast. This is Jess Bubako. I am your host and I'm super excited to have you here for the Love Your Woo podcast episode number two. For those of you who are interested, I have a workshop, a masterclass that is coming up on Sunday, February 6th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is called the Unapologetically Aligned Entrepreneur Masterclass, where we are going to be diving into using your human design and your gene keys to support you in unapologetically aligning with your message, with your calling in 2022 to create prosperity and abundance through being yourself, through calling in the right support and through activating your quantum business model. So I want to invite you to join us. You can head over to the show notes and find the link to join us for that class. I'm also today going to be going into some of the elements that I will be teaching during that masterclass on the 6th. So stay tuned for this episode because if you're wondering, okay, that masterclass sounds kind of cool to me. I'm kind of curious what exactly we would be going into and what exactly we would be doing. We're going to dive into a bit of that today on the show. So what I am going to speak to you about today on this episode is how to start using and understanding your personal gene keys and your pearl sequence to, again, create prosperity and abundance in your business and in your life. And I'm going to be sharing with you a bit about what I have discovered through diving into my own gene keys and how in my pearl sequence and how that has informed some of the changes that we have made at Love Your Woo this year. You may have noticed that we are starting to speak to the entrepreneur, or as I like to call it, the solepreneur at Love Your Woo. And in making this shift, you know, the solepreneur is the person who is following their innate and unique calling on the planet. They are somebody who is heart-centered and heart-led in their business, and they are a conscious leader here to raise consciousness on the planet, whether you consider yourself a healer or a coach or an intuitive or a human design specialist or whatever, an acupuncturist, Chinese medicine doctor, whatever you may label yourself as, you are someone who is here to help people heal, to help people embody more of the truth and the core essence of who they are and come back home to self as we are going through a massive shift on this planet. Whether you are already an entrepreneur or you're somebody who's going, I'm just, I, I know I have a deeper calling. I'm not totally sure what it is, 
but I know I'm being called to something deeper in my life and I'm starting to pursue training or I'm starting to do the work to heal so I can be ready to show up uh, for whomever I'm here to serve. I'm inviting you along on this journey with us to, uh, you know, create some massive, massive shifts on this planet by all banding together and, and, and choosing to support each other and grow together as a part of this community. So what we're talking about today, what I'm going to speak to again is the gene keys and specifically the pearl sequence within the gene keys. If you're unfamiliar with the gene keys, I'm going to touch on it just a bit, but I'm also going to invite you to head over to genekeys.com to learn more. You can follow them over on Instagram at genekeys, which by the way, if you are not following Love Your Woo, go over to at Love Your Woo and follow us on Instagram as well. So the gene keys. The gene keys to me is, uh, well, let's, let's start here. The gene keys is a transmission that has come through Richard Rudd, he has a phenomenal story. He was around at the, I don't know if I want to say it's the beginning of when human design came through, but I think it was pretty close to the beginning of when uh, Ross started teaching human design. And again, you can you can check out his story. He actually did a really great podcast with, I think her name is Blue. Deja Blue, I want to say is the name of her podcast. You can check that out as, out as well. He told his a bit of his story and how he came to human design. Uh, or in how he how he came to human design and then how he actually came into the evolution of gene keys. Gene keys, you will see similar to human design. We have gates one through 64. And in, in human design, there's gates one through 64 that we find within the human design chart. Each one has a different energetic archetype to it. And when we look at the gene keys, there are 64 gene keys, which are also based off of the energies of the 64 human design gates, which are based off of the Chinese I Ching. What you need to know for the purpose of today's podcast is that each one has an energetic archetype. If I have the one, the gate one, the gene key one in my chart Activated, meaning that you'll see a solid, li- a solid line coming off that gate. It might be a half of a line, or it might be the full channel, which is going to connect two different numbers, like the one eight, for example, um, in your chart. That means it is a consistent energy and a consistent theme that you're going to experience in your life. Two people can have the gate one or the gene key one, and they're going to express that energy a bit differently depending upon who they are and what what their soul came to experience on this planet. So we really can think about these energies as in these gates and these these gene keys as energetic archetypes that are going to be expressed a bit differently depending upon who is expressing it. For example, my best friend and I, we both have the gene key and the 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 um, human design gate one activated and the eight. That makes the channel one eight. We are both speakers. We both love to express and speak from the depths of our heart uh, and use our voice in creative ways. And so there's a resonance between us. That's something that's similar. It creates a great friendship between us. It creates a lot of camaraderie and connection because we both experience that gate, but we both express and create with our voices in very different ways. So just a little bit of background information on that. When we look at the gene keys, 
the gene keys are a bit different than human design. The way I experience them is that to me, we, I, I feel that I have seen with, with uh, human design, there's a tendency to sort of memorize the gates and memorize the channels, memorize what they're about, memorize the energy of them. And when we actually look at the gene keys, the gene keys takes these energies a bit deeper and asks us to go into contemplation of them. Instead of taking the energy and bringing it up to the mind, which I'm not saying everyone in human design only keeps it in their mind, but I have noticed there's a tendency I've got to memorize the gates and what they're all about. What I love about gene keys is that gene keys, the description of the gene key. So we'll say the gene key one, for example, which is related to the gate one in human design. It actually asks us to take the energy of the one and contemplate it, sit with it in our bodies, go into the energy, the, the art of contemplation, sit with and allow the gene key one to unlock something inside of you, which is why it's called a key, right? A gene, like our genes, gene key, G-E-N-E, by the way, in case you were wondering, it's not genes like J-E-A-N-S. So anyways, (laughs) um, it asks us to go deeper into contemplation and to invite the energy to create a process within us, to activate something within us. There's no figuring out of the gene keys. It's rather a, a deepening into an expression of an opening of yourself and an allowing of this energy to move through you and sort of bring this biological code to unlock an energy within you that you are here to express to the planet. So when we look at the gene keys, there are different sequences within the gene keys, which is going to be, we see on either side of the human design chart, there's going to be the planet placements, right? There's some numbers that if you look at your human design chart, you might be very familiar with it, or you might be very new to human design. So if this is all new lingo and language, I invite you to go and and take a look at either gene keys or human design, whatever's calling to you and some of the basics of it. On the left side of the chart, there are a there's a row of numbers that are highlighted in red, which is where the planets were 88 days before you were born. Then there's a set of numbers on the right side that is in, in black, which is where the planets were at the time that you were born. When we look at a gene keys sequence, there are certain numbers on the black side and on the red side that come together in a sequence to tell a story, to unlock a story within you. So these energies are working together to unlock a story about who you are and the energy that you're here to express on the planet. So somebody actually asked me on Instagram, why did you choose the pearl sequence? Like, Why why are you using this? Why is this interesting you at this point? And as I, as I stated at the beginning of this podcast, I am starting to move into working with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs in particular. And when we look at the Pearl sequence, and I'll share about my Pearl sequence in just a bit, 
at least one number of my pearl sequence. The pearl sequence is all about how each of us is individually here to create prosperity in our lives. There's a level of action and doing with our pearl sequence. I have been a firm believer, and as I've reflected over the past couple of days, this is a common theme since I've been a child, like since I was, I can remember being in kindergarten and having this be a theme for me. I have always felt like, and this goes with my pearl sequence, which I'll get into, each of us is designed to be exactly who we are. And when I started my online business, I I had challenges because I had a lot of resistance. And again, this could be because I'm a manifester. And when we look at the traditional online business advice, a lot of it is built towards creating your business like a generator or a manifesting generator. But when I started my business, I had a lot of resistance to the traditional ways of building an online business. And a lot of it just didn't resonate for me. And I would feel a lot of resistance. And in my not self theme as a manifester, I actually felt a lot of anger. I was like, this is not how I'm designed to do things. And this is, and this is before I really even knew all that much about human design. And I certainly didn't know about the gene keys. And so when I learned about the Pearl sequence this past year, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like we literally aren't designed to follow a map to figure out our, how we're like to be successful and to create prosperity in our lives. Prosperity, not just being physical money, though that's one aspect of it, but fulfillment is another level of prosperity. Uh, Having more energy, feeling filled up in our lives. We can create prosperity in so many ways. And financial prosperity, you know, having having money as a part of that uh, being very important on this planet. And so when I learned about this pearl sequence, I was like, this lights me up. This idea of teaching people that they can break out of the box of not trying to take, you know, okay, well, I've learned about my human design. I'm a manifester. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a the other thing. And so let me now try to fit this into a box of how you quote unquote have a successful online business. And we see out there through so many people, and I don't think any of this is ill-intentioned at all, but we see people talking about the strategies they've used to build their businesses. And we'll see like, you know, make $20,000 overnight with your eyes closed and never reaching out to anyone or only use DMs and, and build your entire business that way, or, you know, use this funnel or do this thing or do that thing. And to me, what I think we're seeing is a lot of people who have figured out, well, some of it, I, I question at times. I'm like, is it, do, can you really get like sell $20,000 without ever reaching out to anybody? Like, how'd you, how'd you do that? That doesn't feel like an actual thing to me, but who knows? There's just some crazy claims online. I feel like these days. Um, but I think a lot of people have discovered the sort of equation that works for them. 
And then what they're doing is they're going out and packaging that equation and then selling it to other people, which again, I don't think is a bad idea, but to some degree I go, wow, I think this person unlocked something inside of themselves and maybe they're here to sell that solution, that kind of how to, or maybe they're actually here to inspire something deeper within other people using, and, and this is the structure that they're going to use. And so I think we're moving out of the era of this is how to build your business in this way. You should do it exactly like this. And we're actually moving into the era of unlocking our own prosperity by following our own truth and our own unique way of impacting the world and impacting other people. And that's where, to me, the Pearl Sequence really comes into play. So I'm not going to go into the full Pearl Sequence. Again, you can can check out uh, the Gene Keys. You can follow them at Gene Keys, uh, or you can head over to genekeys.com to learn more about the Gene Keys. Or I'm going to invite you to come and join me again for the Unapologetically Aligned Entrepreneur Masterclass that is happening on the 6th of February, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Because we are going to start to dive into this work so that you can start to align for yourself. Because I really believe we are starting a creative revolution. And this is just the beginning of it. We are breaking out of the box and breaking out of the mold of what has been done in the online business space and in business in general. And we're starting to see that actually, much like we, we see bees in a beehive or ants in an, you know, an anthill working together, that we actually all hold one piece of the puzzle uh, in our global world economy, and that we're actually all designed to work together. As my best friend, Alex Agresta of The Purpose Pioneers, if you want to check them out, they're amazing, uh, always says, she says, business is a team sport. And I could not agree with that more. And I think that when we look, we are all holding a piece of the pie. We are all designed to work together. All, uh, and I actually want to say a piece of the puzzle, but all of our piece puzzle pieces fit together. When we actually start owning our own piece of the puzzle, our prosperity overflows into the world around us. Because instead of saying, I have to do everything, everything's my responsibility, I should be doing more, I should be doing less, I should whatever. You're going, this is who I am. This is how I'm designed to create prosperity. When I am in my prosperity, my heart is on fire. I'm filled with energy. I am serving from my overflow. And then I'm calling the right people in to be on my team, to be a part of my, uh, you know, a part of a part of the team, a part of this creation, a part of this global creation that we're going through, which is all about, again, raising consciousness on the planet. So when I started to dive into my own pearl sequence, I really feel like the game has changed for me. And I feel like a lot has shifted in a very short period of time. And a level of clarity has come that I I have never experienced before. So as I said, the pearl sequence has four gene keys associated with it, with four planetary placements. We're looking at the design Mars, which is your vocation. We're looking at the design Jupiter, which is going to be your contribution. We're looking at the personality sun, 
which is going to be your life work and your brand. And then we are looking at the personality Jupiter, which is the pearl. All I'm going to be speaking to is just this one aspect today, which is vocation. I'm going to speak to it about what it is. I'm going to share with you about my experience with it for myself. I think we learn through stories and learn through hearing other people's experiences. So I want to share with you my own kind of alchemical process with this gene key in particular through the vocation sphere. So the vocation sphere is the first sort of, um, it's the first key in this sequence. And the vocation sphere, which I said, again, is your design Mars. The vocation sphere is your life. It's your calling. Your calling is birthed out of your core wound. So this is, I always say life school is like the most important school that we need to go through because life school teaches us everything that we need. If we allow life to work through us, it's going to show us through our struggles and our challenges and our triumphs, who we are and what we need to do and what we're here to teach and who we're here to be. So the first number in your sequence is your vocation and your vocation is what life calls out of you through your life experiences for you to share with other people. And again, it is your life calling and it is your core wound. I think you hear people say there's purpose in your pain, right? And and quite literally in the pearl sequence, we see this through the sphere of vocation. So we can look at our vocation and it takes, uh, Richard Rudd talks about this. It takes a level of courage to follow our true calling. And what he talks about is this idea that the shadow expression of vocation, right? This is the energy of initiative. The, The shadow expression of your vocation is simply not following your vocation. Think about how often in life we know that we have a calling and then we go, once I have money, I'll follow my calling. Once my kids go to school, I'll follow my calling. We start to put these stipulations on our own calling in life of, well, once I have stability or I have this or I have that, then I'll be able to follow what my true calling is. And this is why the sphere, this is why following your pearl sequence and also really coming into the sphere of vocation, as Richard Rudd says, takes a level of courage because it asks us to leap into the unknown. And so again, we're going to have to recognize that with our own vocation, it is going to take a level of continuing to work with ourselves continuing to face our fears, continuing to do the healing work while also taking action. There's a post on Instagram. It may have gone out or may not have gone out that I put out there. It's action over distraction. And it's really easy to distract ourselves with like, I have to heal more, but once I heal my relationship with so-and-so, then I can step into my gifts as a healer. Once I block and really I do believe we often do need to do some healing work within ourselves 
to prepare ourselves. And yet at the same time, I don't think that we have to do all the healing work first. I think that actually leaping into the unknown, leaping into our core wound, right? Leaping into sharing our, our calling with the world is going to invite us to do that healing process as we go to continue to dig in, to continue to heal while also taking action and serving from our overflow. So I want to talk to you about my own experience with my personal vocation in my pearl sequence, what that is and how I've been integrating that as I have sat with it and contemplated it over the last few months. I've been doing Richard Rudd's Pearl Retreat as well. And so I've spent, we started a couple of months ago, I think maybe back in November. And I really sat with this and contemplated this energy of my personal vocation. And I have to tell you, we're so accustomed in this, life experience to quick and fast and making things happen and results that with these energies in your pearl sequence and in your gene keys, I genuinely think the more that we sit in contemplation, the more clarity comes from being with the energy and allowing the energy to actually teach you through yourself. So this isn't about moving really fast, figuring it out, did it all. Though you may be somebody who moves fast and it may activate an alchemical practice process through you that is quick and it may, it may activate an awakening. And I've found that continuing to sit with it over time has allowed more and more to unlock within me and more understanding versus like, a, okay, got it and moving on. So my vocation is in the Gene Key 51. This is the energy of initiative, which is actually the energy of the the pathway of initiative. So in in your Pearl sequence. So this is actually, um, I think I resonate so much with the Pearl sequence because the Gene Key that I have as my vocation is actually kind of the energy of the the pathway of initiative and the pearl sequence in general. So that's why I think it really resonates with me on a deep level. When we look at, I'm going to speak to you about what the 51 is and what that means for my personal vocation, but I want to just call into your awareness that with every single gene key, much like with every gate in the human design system, there is a shadow expression, a gift expression, And then the city expression, which is sort of um, comes as a result of living in the gift. And this is not about being perfect and always constantly living in the gift. And if I mess up, then I'm in the shadow. It's actually about allowing yourself to sort of vacillate between and learn through that contrast. The shadow expression of the 51 is this sense of agitation. It's this energy of being agitated by our fears, needing to be in this sort of shock and competitive energy, needing to get ahead, needing to be first, 
Um, again, it's kind of competition for competition's sake. It might be competition with self, competition with another, and letting our own fears agitate us, and then just trying to move away from move away from those fears by taking action, by being shocking, right? Maybe doing something that's shocking. When we actually look at the gift of the fifty-one. It is, as I said before, the energy of initiative. And when we look at the energy of initiative, this is about being able to feel and experience the agitation that exists within us to move through our fears, to catalyze our fears, catalyze and use our own fears as our own initiative to courageously take action in the the direction of our true path and true calling in life. When we look at the gift of the 51, this is the energy of letting go of competition, dropping out of the competition with anyone else or anything else around us, and coming into connection with our own creative muse and our own intuition and the path that our own intuition is leading us on. It's this courage to let go of the well-beaten path and to march to the beat of our own drum. It's to recognize that we kind of have this creative renaissance that's wanting to happen within us when we follow the pathway of our own initiative and again, drop out of anything else that's happening around us, who we think we need to be, who we, you know, who else is the way that somebody else is doing something. And it's this, um, it's, it's shaking. It's awake. It's an awakening. It's a, and that's the city of this, of this 51st gene key. It's waking up. And I love the way that Richard Rudd speaks to, the 51st gene key, because the energy of it is the energy of waking up out of sleep, like waking up. And it's not a slow and gradual process when we look at the energy of awakening. We often don't know we're sleeping, right? Have you, are you aware? Some, maybe, maybe sometimes you are, but most of us are not aware that we've been asleep. And when we look at the 51, a lot of the times the 51 can be a shocking incident that happens that wakes us up out of our slumber of our lives that we did not know we were in. If you've ever seen somebody have an accident or an illness where they say, oh my gosh, that completely changed my life. And I didn't even know that I was so out of alignment or in such a toxic relationship or treating my body so poorly that this maybe traumatic experience woke me up in my life and changed the course of my life. And it woke me back up to myself. That's the energy of the 51. And this is for me, why I have really, I, after so much contemplation, like this has been a theme my entire life is wanting people to wake up to who they are, 
wanting people to stop looking around at what anyone else is doing and to do things in their own way, to trust themselves, to trust their own intuition, to, again, drop out of the um, the competition of what's happening around them and to really march to the beat of their own drum and recognize that you were designed to be exactly who you are, not to be anybody else. And this is truly my core wound in multiple ways, especially this energy of the 51. I think about throughout my lifetime, how often I have said things that have been somewhat shocking and maybe not received well if the person did not want to hear that thing that I had to say. They did not want to face that truth or they were happy being asleep in their lives. This has been a core wound for me for a long time, as well as for me, you know, I found that even in business, if I am helping somebody to wake up and to see themselves and to step out of the box they didn't even know that they were putting themselves into, it is not always received well if the person is not ready for that. And so I can remember when I started my business and started doing coaching, there were certain people that were not a fan of that energy. And in fact, it probably pissed some of those people off in the beginning. And I remember kind of popping out and being like, I'm ready, ready to do this. I'm ready to help people. And I'd be like, you can leap, you can do it, da, da, da. like having the courage. Like, I know this is what your life looks like now, but you know, like you're already ready. Like you're already ready to do that thing that you're afraid of. You already are that thing. And let's like, I'm just going to help to push you off the ledge so that you can f- realize that you can fly and that you're not, you know, uh, you're not a land animal. You're actually a bird, you know, and that you can do this. And again, it wasn't well received by everybody. And some people loved it, right? The ones who were aligned, the right people did. Some people really didn't. It caused a lot of backlash. And when we have to look at this, what is the 51 all about? It's all about facing our fears. It's about facing our internal agitation, And if we're not ready to face our internal agitation, there's going to be a level of shock that is is induced, that somebody might be shocking towards me because of that agitation that's coming up within them. I might be agitated and shocking towards somebody else, which I could definitely say I think has happened in my family life at different points in my life. But when that happened in the beginning, and I had a few things that happened where it was actually pretty shocking for me with people that were not receiving this energy while well, I was like, oh my God, I'm too much. Like I'm doing it again. I'm too much. Like I've been told my whole life I'm too much. And uh, this energy is too much. And now I've got to shut it down. And so I was like, now I just have to be really nice and be really like, whatever you need versus really allowing myself to embody this energy of initiative. And so again, this has shown up in many themes throughout my life of maybe saying the thing that I was quote unquote, not supposed to say, or that was disruptive or whatever it may be. 
And then at that same time, like I shared when I first started my business, and I've seen this in other aspects of my life, this fear of, um, you know, being, being too, being too shocking or being different, like being afraid of being different and marching to the beat of my own drum. And so while that's always been the message I've believed in, there still was wounding around actually doing that and actually allowing myself to embody the fact that I'm here to do things differently, that uh, it doesn't have to look the way anyone else does it. I always used to say, and I'm going to start calling this back, like a lot of my clients, we are the, the island of misfit toys. Like we are we're not here to do things along with the status quo. We're ready. We're here to do things within ourselves and who we are innately designed to be. So this is what people come to me for. They come to me for that energy of initiative. That is my calling in life is to initiate people, especially even as a manifester, we're kind of adding this double gusto to this, my gift what people are coming to me for, whether they're conscious of it or not, whether I'm conscious of it not or not, is to be initiated, to go into their fears, to leap into the unknown, to try something new, to wake up when they didn't even realize that they were asleep. And so my opportunity, and I truly believe that when I don't step into this, then it's like shocking things happen in my life to wake me back up to it, uh, to remind me and shock me out of being asleep to who I am and how I'm designed to work with people. So as we ha- as I have contemplated on this, you know, this is what I'm here to do. And this is why we're making certain shifts and changes that we are at Love Your Woo to be even more in alignment with this. And If you've ever taken any of my classes, specifically if you've taken Spark or Ignite, which we are going to be running in 2022, it might look a bit different, but we are going to be running likely once this year, um, Spark or Ignite or some combination of the two to support solopreneurs in discovering what their unique intuitive gifts are, because I really don't believe we're meant to fit. This again goes along with the 51, right? Like we're not meant to fit into a box. Each of you has very different intuitive gifts and skills and abilities that are here to be shared with people in your own unique way. And so I want to wake you up to how you're meant to do that. But when I even look at my classes and where I, I think my approach at times has been a little bit, uh, it's been initiating for people is I'm like, okay, you already have the skill. Let's just do it. We're going to go in. You're going to do an intuitive reading for this person. And I think often people are like, but, but, uh, duh, you know, like, uh, what do you mean? Like you just taught me today, like this technique and how am I, I how am I supposed to do that? And I'm like, no, you're going to do it. We're going to do it now. And you're going to see that you can fly. And by the end of six, eight, 12 weeks, however long uh, the programs that I've done in the past are, people are like, oh my gosh, like where I am now versus where I was at the beginning. Like I didn't even know I was capable of this. And now I'm, I'm able to do these full, amazing readings for people. So I think my approach to everything has always been a bit like a bit shocking, but people are so surprised at what they're capable of when they allow themselves 
to sit with that agitation and those fears that come up and move through them instead of running away from them, allowing themselves to move through that portal of agitation and the portal of their fears to see what they're capable of and to actually wake up to who they truly are. So that's where we're headed in 2022. And that's where this pathway of, um, or this sphere of vocation and spending a lot of time allowing myself to be in contemplation with this energy has allowed me to heal, to also forgive some of the people in my life that even currently don't like this aspect of me. I don't even want to say don't like it, but, uh, you know, especially as it relates to family life and such, you know, it's disruptive and it's shocking. And it's like, what? You're jumping on a plane and going, where? You're doing what? You're, how, what? And it can be really disruptive and not received well uh, with certain, certain people and also received really well by the right people, like the right people absolutely loving it. Um, and, and feeling called towards it. So this is where I'm going to invite you to check out your gene keys, check out your design Mars, check out that energy. You can Google the gene key, whatever it is, um, of your sphere of vocation, which is your design Mars on the left side, the red side of the chart, your Mars position, check it out, get what it is. Do some Googling if you've got the Gene Keys book or you want to look into your uh, the human design gates because that'll give you a flavor of what it's about as well. Check it out. See what, see what your sphere of vocation, your unique calling is all about. How has that, where's your core wounding around that? You know, what's, what's, what is your wounds around your vocation in particular, your calling? And are you allowing yourself to leap? Are you allowing yourself to take the courage to go down the path that you may not know where it's going to go, um, but that it's going to be worth it if you allow yourself to go there. So I'm inviting you to join me February 6th for the Unapologetically Aligned Entrepreneur Masterclass. Come so I can initiate you into awakening to the truth of who you are to the gifts that you are here to give to the world, how you're here to serve. We're going to be going through the different ways that you are designed to, uh, what, you know, what your calling is, how you're designed to grow your business, how you're designed to get support. Because like I said, business is a team sport. My good friend Alex says. And if you're trying to do it all on your own and waiting until you have A, B, C, and D in order to call in the right help, Sometimes we can struggle to get there because we're not designed to do things alone. Most of us aren't, I should say. Some of us actually are, but most of us are not. So join me. This is going to be a powerful masterclass. You're going to get a lot out of it. And you're going to experience that energy of transformation, of understanding yourself, and of waking up to a new way of doing things as we are creating a new global model of how we do business. This is no longer about competition. This is about intuition. This is about awakening to ourselves and sparking a creative revolution. And the time isn't in 10 years. It's not in six months. It's now. So join us because this is going to be an amazing masterclass. You're going to meet amazing people 
through this Love Your Woo community because we are an amazing global community of people who want to see and celebrate each other because we know that there's no such thing as competition. And so there's no reason to tear anyone else down or to uh, compare or anything. There's just only space for each of us to embody the truth of who we are, to own it, and to cheer each other on. So join us for the masterclass. It's going to be amazing. And that's really a wrap for episode two of the Love Your Woo podcast. If you have not subscribed, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you can leave a rating and a review, it would be much appreciated. If you think this podcast would support somebody that you know, who's a solopreneur or an aspiring solopreneur, somebody who knows they have a calling, but they're not quite sure what it is yet, share this episode, share this podcast. Um, because we're, go- we're going on a journey and we're going to have some amazing experiences together over this um, first season of the podcast and beyond. So sending you much love. Thank you for tuning in and make it a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Your Boo podcast this week. If you enjoyed today's show, go ahead and click subscribe. You can leave a rating and review. We love to read through them and it also helps other listeners who are interested in the same topics as you find our show and our amazing community. As always, you can head over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as find us on Instagram at loveyourwoo. You can check out upcoming offers, classes, and beyond. We can't wait to see you back here for the next episode of Love Your Woo. Make it a great week and we'll see you soon.